While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm a teacher, coach, instructional coach. We, we try to do as many things as we can. Uh, and this week, I am actually joined by, you know him as Stand Up Randazzo on uh, social media, but Gaspar Randazzo is with us this week. So thanks for joining. How's it going? So it's, it's actually Gaspar. Oh, Gaspar. Like, I'm like, sorry. No, no. It's everybody's butchered it my whole entire life. It's like Casper the Friendly Ghost with a G. But I've been called like every variation of that, those letters. I've been called Jasper, Casper, uh, Geppetto, like literally anything you I mean, can think of. you had that Casper thing ready to go. So I can tell you, you've for sure gone through oh, that quite a bit, yeah, unfortunately. Oh, big time. Yeah, Casper with a G my whole life. And my son's name is Gasper. So I'm like, I'm trying to teach him. But six-year-olds have no idea who Casper is. <laughs> that's fair. Like, that's none fair. None at all. They'll do a reboot like, at some point. Not a pr- I, I, they tried. It just never picks <laughs> up. It's it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's fun, but it's just not. You know, you just like, it's a ghost. I'm scared of ghosts. I'm like, no, he's not really. He's a friendly ghost. Right, right, right. The friendliest ghost around. You're so invested in this that so you can get that reference back in there when this when I this happens. I need to. I need. <laughs> I need him to make a comeback. <laughs> uh well so anyway we were, we were talking earlier before we like actually started hitting record but you and i actually did something well you did something i just i did like 30 seconds of effort you actually spearheaded quite a few videos during remote learning the lovely pandemic years of teaching or hair quote air quotes on teaching for this audio format uh but it was something where it was like the different things that students might be doing when you know you're trying to teach and like they're playing video games and they cameras off all these different things or whatever uh did you find that you were doing a lot of reaching out to people to like get those? It seemed like you got like millions of people uh, when you were doing those. But <laughs> I mean, millions is a strong. I wish I got that. If I got millions of people, I'd be in a different position right now in my life, not in a classroom still. Fair. Um, it just kind of. So I always was like making videos, but like you know, if I was getting like two, three hundred videos, I was like, damn, like I think I made it. You know what I mean? Like I was like three hundred people watch this. Then during COVID, all of a sudden, I started making videos that were more like geared towards like making fun of um, uh, of making fun of the school system mm-hmm. because like in New York City we were like opening and closing like everybody, but they were like, "Hey, go outside, uh, teach from outside, do this, do that," and I was like, "I was like, honestly, this is crazy," <laughs> and uh, so I started making videos like kind of just making fun of that. And like they just started taking off all these videos, and I was like, "Holy crap! Like people want to see this." Like I yeah. didn't think there was like a market for teacher comedy, mm-hmm. you know. And I have done stand up for years, and I talk about being a teacher in stand up, but I was always just kind of like, "It's funny because everybody's at one point been in a classroom, mm-hmm. you know." So like, even if you never taught, you've been a student. So like, it was just general crazy stuff. And then uh, I realized like when I was getting very specific, 
like about admin, about this, about that. Like all these people were coming out and like loving it. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, <laughs> I guess people really want to see this. And then when I started switching my stand up to being more specific, like talking about going through an observation, right? people were going, loving it. And I'm like, whoa, this is kind of nuts. Like I just didn't ever realize the market for teacher comedy. So when I had made that video, I'm in high school. What, what do you teach? What grade? Uh, high school too. Yeah. Social studies. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So same thing. So like, you know, like no one had cameras on, <laughs> nobody was required to put a camera on. And if they did put a camera on, they were always doing something else. Right. So I realized so many people were having the same experience. So I like put it out there on Instagram. Like, Hey, if anyone wants to be part of one of these videos that I'm making, I want to do like the people of a zoom class. And literally probably about over a hundred people reached out and were like, what do you need me to do? And I was like, whatever you want to do, <laughs> like, just think what, you know, what a kid would be doing. And people sent like the craziest stuff and it was great, you know, and I put me in the middle and I put all their boxes around me, like the Brady bunch. It took me forever to edit it because I, I was like, no idea what I was even doing. I was using iMovie and putting picture in a picture for the, if you don't know what that is at home, it's a, it's a nightmare. And I had to make it 99 times because oh every time I did the video, I would have to save it and then add another video, save it, add another video. Right, right. Your computer's so, just crying. Yeah, like that probably broke my computer. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and all these people wanted to be part of it. It was pretty cool because it like brought together like everybody who like was part of like the journey of me going from like, you know, 10 followers to like a few thousand at the time. It like kind of brought everybody together. So it was like yeah. cool. And like still to this day, people will be like, like I, I'll do a show and someone will come and I'll be like, nice to meet you. And like, we actually kind of met. <laughs> I was on that video. I'm like, oh shoot. You know, because yeah. it was hard to remember three years ago. Yeah. A hundred yeah. little faces. Oh yeah. Well, and it's crazy too. Cause it's, it, it has reached so like, I have a, a sister who teaches. I have obviously friends that I work with or people that I, I know from grad school and stuff like that. And like every other week, I'm not kidding. They'll like share something that you've done. I'm like, oh, hey, I actually, I kind of know him <laughs> like by, you know, that, that slight separation there. But yeah, it was, so does your oh, admin. That's cool. Tell him I said thank you. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Does, uh, does your admin know that you, because you are still in the classroom, do they know that you do this stuff? And I know for me, there's like a slight level of anonymity as much as you can, you know, <laughs> on social media. Um, so it's interesting. Um, <laughs> see what can i say uh i mean it's interesting in the sense of they all know they're very aware i mean like i post you know first off i do shows on staten island where i live mm -hmm. and they sell out and like you know my staff is there so like people are gonna talk you know what i mean people know like i i, I perform all over new york city and then I have like posters that have me touring over the whole country. <laughs> so it's like very hard to just yeah. be like, I'm not. Cause it's like, you know, sometimes like I'll have to do a show on a Friday and I'll have to leave on Thursday night. So I have to take off on the Friday. So I have to take a personal day or an unpaid leave Man. day. And then they're seeing, cause it's not like, you know, if you wanted to just take off and go to the beach, you just don't post anything. And it never happened. You were sick. <laughs> For right. me, there's no just like, I'm going to take off and do it because I have to promote for the show. Yeah, yeah. They got your tour dates. Be there. And then, you know, uh, X amount of people are going to take a picture of me and post it. 
And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, why are you in Arizona right now <laughs> on a Tuesday? Could you imagine so that though? Like, like you put it like they're like, uh, you're putting in sick days for March, April, and May already. It's uh February. What's going on right here? Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I do that. Um, I have no choice. So, um, also like, you know, like my administration will be like, Hey, we really like your stuff. We just can never like publicly admit it. I'm like, right, no problem. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm sure it's similar with you where it's like, they all have been through it, you know, like most admin were teachers, you know, for a few months. So like, oh, the deal. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it comes from a good place too. Like you're not, it's not like you're disparaging anything. You're just pointing out like, hey, well, sometimes this shit's a little crazy. Well, and that's the other thing. Like I never have students in. I never curse. I never say my school's name. I actually never make fun of students, period. I don't yeah. even talk about the students. I'm just making fun of teachers. And like, look, there are people who message me and they like want to be combative and be like, you know, elementary school teachers do more than just play with glitter all day. I'm like, I don't care. It's a joke. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I'm not, I'm not diminishing your role. And if you get that from me, then that's crazy that you would think that, you know what I right, mean? Right. Like that you would even, cause like clearly everything I'm, I'm making fun of high school teachers, elementary, middle, everybody, you know? So, but there are people who take it serious. And then it's like, why are you following a comedy page? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. It's the same people. Like I've had people come to shows and then be like, you know, some of the stuff you said, you know, like it really, you kind of made fun of uh, elementary school teachers a lot. I'm like, yeah, it's a comedy show. You sat in the front row. You're an elementary, <laughs> like, yeah. And they might've been laughing like, along too for like, you know, 90% of it anyway. No, but like all the other ones were laughing, just you weren't. Like, I want to be like, <laughs> Like, you know, like someone once was like, oh, you know, like, it's just not really my thing. I'm like, well, luckily 299 other people felt otherwise. <laughs> right, right. Like, you know, like, it was just so weird. Like, why'd you come to a comedy show if you can be miserable? Right, right. Like, you go see an action movie if you don't like action. Like, it doesn't make sense. So when you were doing stand-up before, like, your social media presence, like, skyrocketed, you mentioned that it was still part of it. Was it that it was like, you know, maybe you know, 10, 15 minutes out of like a, you know, 30 to 60 minute set. And then it shifted into like the main focus or what was like the, the makeup? So when you first start doing stand up, the most you get is eight minutes mm -hmm. at mo like at most any club, they're going to give you like six to eight minutes. So you have like six to eight minutes to like prove that you're funny basically, mm -hmm. which sucks. And it seems yeah. like such a short time, especially as a teacher, because we're so used to talking for so long. <laughs> But when you're on stage in front of people trying to be funny, it's the longest time in the world. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to jump off a bridge right now. <laughs> so out of the eight minutes when I started, I would say like two, three minutes were teacher stuff. Then when you get a little like bigger, you start doing something called featuring, which is where you do like 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. And then it was maybe like eight to 10 minutes were, were that, but that's all before social media. Then Social media kind of went off with the teaching stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I got offered a, a headlining gig and I knew that everybody there was only going to come because they wanted to see the teacher stuff. Right, right. So I would say that my set is like 95% teacher <laughs> stuff now. Yeah. But the only thing I will say is like, after people leave, they're always like, like they'll bring their husbands who aren't teachers and they're like, Hey, I'm a non-teacher and I really liked it because at the end of the day, they're just crazy stories. I'm not standing up there like lesson plans. Am I right? Oh, right, who don't right, like right. writing lessons? Like, it's not really like that. It's just, it's about stories of kids trying to fight me, stories of, <laughs> 
you know, things that have happened in a classroom. It just so happens that school's the setting. But right. in reality, I could say I was in the deli and tell the same story and it would still be crazy of what was said, what happened. Right. That, just, that like human experience, just, you know, yes, where you're because at. Because like, if you've ever been around a person who's like unstable and crazy, you understand, <laughs> you know? So I would love to know the parallels of someone doing a story on the subway and it's very similar comparisons to in a classroom, but that sounds about yeah, well, right. New York City subways are, are <laughs> uh, a breed of their own. So right, yeah. right, right, absolutely. So is was it more so the, the stand-up side or the social media side? Because I know that now you, you joined uh, Joe Dombrowski doing uh, the social studies podcast. What was like your like introduction to each other? So funny you ask. So on social media during COVID, we were, I followed him, you know, whatever he was, he's huge. He's great. And I was just kind of like messaging like people, like, like people that I knew, like influence, you know, not inf like comedian, teacher, comedians. And I was like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. If you're interested, I have an idea for a video. Same thing. I kind of put out there with everybody. And I was like, Hey, I have an idea for a video. I already have, you know, honest teacher vibes, Brie Richardson. I don't know if you know her. And I had like other people involved and I was like, uh, so I messaged Joe and I was like, hey, I have this idea for an, a thing. Actually, backtrack. He had a thing on his Instagram that said, text me and a phone number. And I was like, whatever. What do I have to lose? Like, sure. we're sitting here doing nothing. It was during COVID. I had two kids at home, babies, you know, trying to teach online. So I just messaged the number. And it was like an automated corny response. Like, thanks for signing <laughs> up for Joe Dombrowski experience. And I, I'll tell you, know, I tell this story to him all the time, making fun of him. And it's like, thanks for signing up. And I was like, hey, well, okay, well, this is nothing. Like, but I had a funny idea. If you ever read these, here's the idea. And I told him the idea for a video. Then he messaged me off like his actual phone number. And he's like, oh, hey, man, like really like the idea. Let's do it. So he sent me the video. And then he, I did stand up. He did stand up. And then he was like, hey, I'm doing a Zoom show. Um, if you want to jump on, I'll give you a few minutes, uh, you know, whatever, 20, 15 minutes. So I jumped on the zoom show with him. It went well. He asked me to do another zoom show. Went well. No one was doing live comedy at the time. You know, everything was on zoom. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I was just doing shows wherever I could doing a bunch with him. And we started getting closer, just like very similar personalities, very similar mindsets, you know, the work with the mentality hustling. And, uh, then he was like, Hey, I'm actually going to be in New York in May do you want to come on and do some shows with me? And that like really was like my big break into yeah, yeah, that's awesome. stand up because like I was doing stand up, but just like in clubs, like little things here and there. And he like kind of gave me an opportunity to be on the show with him. And then when we met, it was kind of like me, like being with my best friend. Like, I know it sounds corny, but like as soon as we <laughs> oh, met, we, sense, were like, yeah, we were like, oh, like we clicked, like we've been hanging out our whole lives. Me and we never met. And then that turned into oh, hey, be a regular guest on my podcast, which then turned into, hey, come on the road with me and tour with me. So then I toured with him over the summer because uh, I was home and he was touring and he's like, tour with me. So I did, you know, we did New York together, then we did Buffalo, then we did Philly, then we did somewhere else. And then it was just like, hey, be a permanent co-host of the podcast with me. Yeah. So, and then like we we happened, we were in Cleveland and- filmed a whole bunch of episodes and 
now we've been together for a year and a half doing the podcast. I sound like we're like in a relationship. <laughs> now we've been together. Yeah. But like, and then we did the, we've been doing the podcast for a year and a half. We're actually November 8th. If you live in New York City, we're performing at New York City Comedy Festival. We're doing a oh, live right taping of the podcast. That's awesome. That's so awesome. That'll, that should be really cool because that's like really big for the podcast to do New York City Comedy Festival. Yeah. At, oh, yeah. So. Yeah, so that's cool. So that's November eighth. So that's like right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think they they also broadcast those uh, usually on like YouTube Live or Facebook Live or something like that too, so people could check it out even if they aren't there. But yeah. that's cool. I mean, it's like a, a meteoric well, rise within like a relatively short amount of time, especially because if if you've been doing clubs, how many years were you grinding before like the big like surge? Like five years, I've been doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, that's and up. And like, you know, and the other thing is like, don't forget, like whenever I, sometimes I like doubt myself and I'm like, wow, this happened fast. Like I'm like headlining big clubs around the country. Like I'm like, I'm in LA, San Diego, New York, you know what I mean? Like all over the place. And then I'm like, but then like, there's also the other aspect of it, like the social media side where like, I mean, you, you know, you and I are friends on social media. Like you see how much I post. Like I, so like <laughs> I'm out there, like Whereas I'm not in the clubs every night because don't forget, I have two kids, mm. you know, two young kids and I work a full-time job. I'm still in the classroom. So like, although like I'm not out in the club every night, like I'm still making videos, posting every day and editing and doing all that and running the podcast and, you know, doing this and do, like, so it's like, it's not just, you know, I, I, I always think to myself like, oh, I'm not doing as much. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about social media. Like that's like a full-time job. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That's why I'm terrible as at it. As you know. I even have someone yeah, to help me with mine and I'm terrible at it. Like it's just, it yeah. truly is. It truly is. But yeah, you're, you're so consistent though with not just the quantity that you're putting out, but like every time it's like, oh, that's actually a really good point that you're making. Do you just like sit down and brainstorm these things or do you just have like 50 in the barrel ready to go and it's on your phone for a minute or? Uh, so one reason is because I'm still in the classroom. So like when people are like, yo, you're spot on with everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm living it with you guys. You know what I mean? So it's not like, I'm just like talking about it from an outsider's perspective. I'm literally in the classroom teaching every day. So when they introduce, you know, PBIS to everybody, you know, that, you know, that was like my most, my favorite one most recently, the part about having the best snacks that was Yes. Oh, love that one. Yeah. And I'm like, when, so like that happened at school, like they told us about PBS. I'm like, oh, Peebus. And they're like, oh, you can't call it that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Peebus is great. And uh, I'm like, you get whatever snacks you want. But so when people are like, oh, you're dead on with that, I'm like, yeah, I just went through the same exact training. So when I make fun of the bloodboard pathogen training, <laughs> I get the same training as everybody else. So like I have in my phone, as soon as something funny happens, if I'm in the middle of teaching, I just write it on a piece of paper and I, I jot it down and then I put it in my phone. And then like on my lunch or after school, I'll sit, I'll knock out like six or seven videos <laughs> of just whatever the scenario is. I'll film them. I'll just film them. And then like when I go home and then my, you know, I do everything I got to do, cook, eat, hang out with my kids, do some, you know, meetings, whatever, with other stuff with social media. And then I, my kids, I put them to bed and then I edit the videos and I do whatever and I film the pod. I mean, cause our podcast now runs two days a week. So oh, wow. we got to film. Yeah. So it's just, we're filming double now. So like that sucks. And then we're filming around Joe and my tour schedule. So it's like, right. You know, 
we only really have short windows of like Monday or Tuesday because Wednesday's a travel day for him. Friday's a travel day for me, you know? So it's, it's hard. Yeah. But oh, I bet. Just like, like everything, if you want to make something work, you do it, whether it's relationships, whether it's, you know, a job, life, you know, if you want something, you have to put the effort in. Otherwise, nobody's going to give it to you. Nobody's going to put the effort in for you. Yeah. Well, and especially with the, the two that you chose, teaching, uh, parenthood, and then on top of it, comedy and social media, those are things where you have to be on. Like <laughs> You chose like probably some of the most like energy draining ones and you're just somehow juggling all these things so well, which is awesome, like truly. Well, I appreciate that. Well, you know, it's funny. I just said to my wife when I was coming down here, because the last three nights I've recorded my own podcast. Last night I had a meeting at eight o'clock because uh, it's just like the only time that works for me. So like, I was like, you know, I was like, and my wife makes jewelry. So she's a jewelry maker. So like she's a school social worker. And then she has a jewelry line that uh, is like pretty big. Like she was on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. Oh, wow. And yeah. yeah. Uh, she was in the Sex in the City reboot, <laughs> her jewelry. So like all this stuff, it's pretty cool. But I was like, you know, what's the difference between me and you? I was like, at the end of the night when you're tired and you are like, I don't want to make jewelry. I was like, but you just can go down and you like listen to music and you're in peace. And I'm like, and you're just like making your jewelry and it's calm. I was like, with my line of work, there's no peace. No, there's like, no off button. Like, you, always, you, you always have to kind of be on, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Right now it's almost nine o'clock. Like I've been up since five o'clock. Like I'm shot, but it's like, I can't come on something and then be like, Hey, all right. That's, because like nobody cares or wants to hear that. You know what I mean? But sure. that's like the crazy part. Like I said to my wife, I was like, when this is over, I promise I'm coming up. Cause like the last few nights I've been up in bed at like 1130 at night by the yeah, time yeah. I finish everything. So I'm like, I'm coming up. We'll watch a movie. We'll do whatever. We'll eat. Like, you know, have a snack. Like I just, Cause she's like, and I'm like, and I don't want to talk to you. Like, we won't talk. <laughs> we'll just be near each other. Right. Right. So with such a high motive that, that makes sense though. Uh, well, yeah, and cause at dinner, she's like, she'll ask me like questions and I just, and she's, I'm, I'm like this all day from the minute I'm up to the minute I'm asleep. But sometimes like if my kids aren't around it's just me and her, we're just like, Hey, let's just read. Like I'm going to read sports. <laughs> you read whatever the hell you read and let's not talk because you know, with kids, there's also, there's no opportunity to not talk, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'd imagine, too, like, if you're also, you know, touring as well, in those periods when you're out of town, too, that has to also be something that weighs on her. So if it's just the two of you and everything is finally calm, like, yeah, that has to be just a big crash moment. Has to. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's good. It's a, and like the touring, you know, the touring part sucks like that. The touring is great. The hour that you're on stage, right. the hour you're at the club beforehand where you're meeting the other comics and, you know, whatever, you're hanging out with the other comics. The hour after the show where I meet everybody and hang out is great. So that's three hours. But now think of, uh, think of, so if I'm, I'm doing a show in Raleigh next week on the 30th in North Carolina, like I have to fly out the Friday night because I'm not, flights are crazy right now everything's getting canceled. So I can't chance flying out Saturday and then my flight gets delayed or gets canceled. Right. So now like I'm flying out Friday night, I'll be in Raleigh Friday night. I'll wake up in Raleigh Saturday morning. And then it sucks. Cause like you miss my daughter has dance, you know, my son has baseball. Yeah, so you yeah. miss little things like that. And then you're just alone all day. Like I'm sitting in a hotel room. Yeah. I could go walk around Raleigh, but it's like, 
I, you know, I, I don't really, it's not really that fun doing it by yourself. Yeah. Doing all that stuff. And some people love that. And it's just not for me. And I, I always tell my wife, I'm like, if I was single, yeah, touring would be great. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if we weren't together, I would have a wonderful time, but it's not like I could just hang out with strangers all day. Right. Right. She'd get, you get pissed. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, and then I leave at like five in the morning the next day. So like the shows at night, I do the show and then I take the earliest flight I could. So I could be home by like 9am. So it's basically like I'm home all day Sunday and then I could do baseball and I could barbecue. You know what I mean? So it's right, like, right. it's really only, and I leave really late Friday night. So it's a crazy 24 hours. It's, you know, you're on a plane, you fly, you perform, you do it and then you fly home. But it's, I don't want to be away from my family that much. You know, I like yeah. being with them. So has to take a toll. Does that mean you get a little bit more time to kind of like unwind during the summer? Or is that when like, it's more like the balance just becomes more stand up and then, you know, it doesn't really matter. The summer it's... is I just ramp up stand up. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like I was in LA for a week over the summer because I did LA, Arizona, San Diego. So I did all those. But the only difference is in the summer, I can like take my family with me more. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, that's nice. So like I did Philly, brought them all there. We went to the museum. We did all the Philly stuff. And then I did, you know, I brought my mom, my mom watched the kids. My wife came to the show. You know, if I do long, Island, you know, wherever I do in this summer, my wife can come or it's just, it's just, everything's easier in the summer. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm also with my kids every single day. So like when I'm gone a day or two, it's like nothing to them. <laughs> They're like, okay. Daddy has to go to work. Right. I don't right. know the difference. Oh yeah, I miss it. So, I can't even think about like the uh, when when we're out of summertime, how much I truly miss it. I know it sounds so obvious, like of course we miss that time, but yeah, I mean the, the time you get to spend. Do you ever get it when you want? <laughs> exactly, it's crazy. Do you ever get it when it's back to the school year? There's like a, a really tough like lag time. Like, do you get really bad Sunday scaries because it's like, oh my god, the the whole machine has to keep moving again? No, uh, I don't get that. I just feel like. I'm like, oh crap. Like I forget like how much grading goes into things, how much like work goes into work. And then like, sometimes I'll just be sitting in the office and everybody around me is working. And I'm like, damn, like these people love their jobs. And then I'm like, shit, I got to start working. <laughs> like I better start doing something. <laughs> well, and I know. So but it's I'm not Sunday scary. You know what it is though? Um, I'm like spoiled in a sense that everybody's working for the weekend, right? Like everybody's like, I can't, I want to work. I want to work because I want to get to the weekend. Mm -hmm. But the, the weekend is just as much work. So for me, it's almost just like, <laughs> it's just like one long, right? Like a fever dream, <laughs> like just like one long year, right? Like I had the closing <laughs> shift and then I had a dream that I was at work and now I have the opening shift the next day. Like that's, it's yes. kind of like that. Yeah. Cause like sometimes like if I have a Sunday day show, then I fly home Sunday night, land <laughs> oh, at night get home, oh. make, you know, everybody's stuff and then like lunch, breakfast, you know, whatever, and then go to bed and then wake up and I'm right back at work. So there was like that whole like prep time of like, oh my God, I have to go back to work. I don't really feel <laughs> it's just it. just gone. Yeah. Just gone. But I also have something else that I like love and I'm passionate about, which makes teaching a little more tolerable. Yeah. Because like when you're having a bad day as a teacher, I mean, and I've been in this shoes, when you're having a bad day as a teacher and you're just like, damn, I got to do this again tomorrow, <laughs> you know, whereas in for me, I'm like, oh, cool. But like this weekend, I'm going to do something awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to yeah, be true. performing in a club, which is like 
a famous, you know, Chicago theater. I'm like, whoa, that's actually kind of yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's really historic so, too. No, that's it like awesome. makes me think like I like look forward to the weekend for cool things too. Yeah, yeah. Now, and I'm sure this has come up at some point. Maybe you've already been asked this, but I know Joe kind of transitioned from, you know, doing both to now soul comedy. Is that something that you think that you're maybe working toward? Is it still kind of conflicting uh, or? It's hard. It's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I got two, like I said, I got two kids. I got a mortgage, you know, like comedy is a wonderful thing. And financially it is amazing. It, you know, it's, yeah. It's more than I could have ever imagined, like for myself making, you know what I mean? Like, cause as teachers, we're just used to a set lot of life with the salary that we have. And we're like, this is the life we're going to live. You know what I mean? And it, and it's a comfortable life. Like you can live, you're not going to be like out on the streets, mm -hmm. but we're just never going to be rich, you know? And, uh, comedy can give that life, but there's risk, you know what I mean? And whereas in teaching, of course, at any moment you could be, you know, in trouble for being a teacher and your life can be ruined anyway. Sure. But, but like in comedy, there could just come a day where people are like, I don't find them funny anymore. I'm not buying tickets. Right. And then that's it, you know? So, but as, so I'm not speaking for Joe, but this is a story that he's publicly said, mm. you know, and it, and it's a, it's a good story for anybody out there. And I'll just, I'm not going to give his exact version of it, but the message of it is like, at the end of the day, if you have an opportunity that presents itself and it's not teaching, you will always have a teaching degree. As long mm -hmm. as you don't get fired, you went to college, you have a piece of paper, you pass tests that say you are a certified teacher. So maybe you can never be a teacher again in your district or in Chicago or wherever, but that piece of paper and that college degree can't be taken away from you. Mm -hmm. So you might not get hired in your district again, but you could go to the next district over. You could go to another state. You could go to another city. And with the degree, we will always be able to get a job. I mean, there's teacher shortages everywhere. So it's That's one true. of those things yeah. where if opportunity presents itself and it's a great opportunity and you're just going to say, oh, no, because I want to stay safe, that opportunity might never strike again. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality of it. Like with, you know, I have a very big project. I cannot say anything really about it on the podcast, but sure. I have a, I'll tell you after I'll tell you, okay. but I can't say <laughs> thank it you, thank you, publicly, thank you. but, um, I have a really big project that's going to happen in January and it could, it will probably change my life in a lot of ways. Okay. Oh, wow. And it's like one of those things where it's like, well, you know, it, it's strike while the iron's hot. Do yeah. I say, oh, oh yeah. cool, it changed my life, but I'll just, I'm not going to let it. Or do I go with it and then say, you know. Let's see where it takes I'll us. Fig I'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. And once again, I always can go to a charter school. I can always go to another place because I have a degree. You cannot take my degree away from me. I mean, it's, you know, as long as I don't get fired from being a teacher. <laughs> right, right. Which I'm sure that, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. But yeah. no, I love that. I, mean, I love the wisdom of it. Also, the the fearlessness that, I mean, you're, you're exploring that possibility. Joe's gone into the, that, like, I don't want to say the deep end because it makes it seem like he like went no, over but it. Like, but. He's a, he's a motivating factor for me oh, because for sure. this is someone who did it, who's my best friend. And I'm like, oh shoot. You know what I mean? Like, and he's always like, do it, you know? Cause the thing is, and he's not the only one. A lot of people say this, you have your foot in two different doors. Mm -hmm. You're not fully in either door. 
Right. So like for you, if you really wanted to go full on all out with this podcast, but you're still a teacher, you can never fully go all out with the podcast and make it the best it could be. And you can never be the best teacher that you could be because at the back, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but like at the back of your mind, you're still like, oh crap, I got to edit. I got to do this. I got to put this together. Right. So you can't fully give your hundred percent to either. Yeah. And you know, so that's a big thing. I would be a better comedian if I didn't have a full-time job. That's reality yeah. because I would have more time to dedicate to the craft, but, and I would be a better teacher if I didn't have stand-up comedy. I wouldn't be tired. I wouldn't be this. I wouldn't be that. Yeah. So, it's like, like sink or swim, really sink or swim with yeah. uh, whatever you are currently hundred percent all in for. Uh, yeah. I feel like, and we've talked about, you know, the, normally I would, I would, check in and ask like what's frustrating you or what's on your mind with teaching but luckily people check out your social media they have that when you when you are in in your teacher mode knowing that you have all these buckets and the potential for you know potentially leaving for these bigger opportunities and things like that what's something right now that like in your classroom or in your career as a teacher that you're you're still excited about or that you're like oh i'm excited to do this you know next week I, or i i love the kids i mean i became a teacher for the kids I am I will I will go on record. I am not the world's greatest teacher as far as academy uh, uh, academic wise or all that stuff. I'm not the smartest person in the room. I'm not the greatest teacher. I'm not going to give the best lessons, but what I am great at is making relationships with the kids, having them have a good time. They're going to learn you know, they're going to, they're going to get the material, yeah. but they're going to get it in a fun way where I'm going to make it fun and make them have a good time. Everybody who leaves my class, and this isn't to brag or whatever, but it's like when the kids leave my class, they're like, this guy loves his job. Like they genuinely are like, he loves his job and I don't love the job, but I love that <laughs> aspect. No, but right. I don't, but I love the aspect of hanging out with the, like, you know, being yeah. a person. When I was in school, I had teachers that were more just like, I hate the word friend because I don't consider any of the students my friends, mm -hmm. but like I had teachers that were more like friend, mentor, friends to me than they were teachers. Yeah. And being because of that, they shaped me the way I am because of things that they did, the, the way they treated me. So I just look at it like if I could be that for them, for these kids, then that's a win. Like if you yeah. could leave my room being a better person feeling like hey there's someone in this building who cares about me there's someone who like enjoys making me laugh and my company and that's a win to me you know because at the end of the day you're going to remember the teacher you know they're going to remember mr and as no one's going to remember the, oh that teacher really expanded my mind on the mongolian <laughs> empire you know that teacher well that's that, isn't remember. that that quote though that sounds like that quote where it's like your the, students the often empire? Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean that too, maybe. But uh, uh, or my friend who's uh, Greek, he would say, well, "No, that's actually a Greek." You know, but no. Uh, the Everybody thing where people there. say uh, uh, that your students likely won't remember—they might not remember your name or what you taught them—but they will remember how they felt when they were in your room, and that's what that sounds yeah. like to a T. Yeah, I mean that, and that's the reality. Like, they, I don't. I, I want them to learn, obviously. <laughs> right. But but I like thinking back at my favorite teachers ever. I don't remember them being like phenomenal teachers i just remember them being good people yeah so like that's what i want them to leave feeling yeah. and that's what excites me so even today like these kids were we were like just going back and forth joking around making fun of you know they told me i look like 
the chicken from Moana. This girl told me that my my uh, hairline looks like it's running away from my eyebrows. <laughs> and you know, and we're like laughing and having fun. And like honestly, I know that sounds mean. And like, there's teachers out there who are like, "Oh my god, I would never let a student talk to me like that." Mm. But that's the relationship. Yes, if you build the that relationship. Yeah. That's the environment. I'm not. They're not disrespectful to me. I'm, I don't take that as disrespectful at all. It to me disrespectful is when they're saying "f u s m d." You know, that's a whole <laughs> different ballgame. If they feel comfortable enough to be like laughing and like they're making fun of me, I'm joking around making fun of them. That's you know, I like that because they want to yeah. come to class because they're like, "Oh, that's funny. That guy he can take a joke." Right. Right. Well, that's except they're. Their new thing is all just telling me that I have social media because they're all because <laughs> in can see New it, York, yeah. in New York, we're only on our second week, and the kids are now like realizing that like, oh shoot, my teacher's a stand-up comedian who tours, so like <laughs> that's like been the new thing. So like this girl like yesterday or two days ago raised her hand. I looked at her. I don't know their names yet. We're still early, mm-hmm. and she just goes, "Stand up, Randazzo." Nice. And I go, "What's that?" And she goes. <laughs> Stand up, Randazzo. I go, I don't understand. I'm already standing. She's like, that's your Instagram name. I was like, no, it's not. I don't have Instagram. She's like, what? And then they just, that was it. And it's just, but now they're like screenshotting it. They're showing me my Instagram. They're like, yo, you're verified. Holy crap. I'm like, and I'm like, guys, I'm like, look, I'm a teacher. I'm verified as being a teacher. There you go. Or like I like to mess with them, but yeah. it's cool. And it's a chance to like you're still on, but it's a chance to kind of you dial it back a little bit and you focus more on those those uh, relationships. And I, I agree though. Like I just had this is a very proud moment I had this week for a student that I've had in three different four different classes over the past three years. And uh, every so often, if it's a group that I know I can joke around with and stuff like that, and uh, they're they're there enough to know that it's coming from a good place. I think yeah. I like, I wrote her a pass somewhere to like, go see a teacher or whatever. And she came back like 10 minutes later. I just asked her like, Hey, how was your poop? And she was like, wait, what? And then she got a little giggle out of it. Fast yeah. forward to like literally two days ago. And she saw me step out of a meeting and then she sat down for a second. She went, how was your poop? And I was like, yes, you made it. <laughs> we finally rubbed off on, on, uh, these kids with the, uh, <laughs> the little jokes and stuff, but, yeah. but yeah, it's fun. It just, it makes it more communal. It makes it more. You know, if that student ever needs something or if you want to actually ask them to do something academically, it just, it makes it so much easier, more collaborative. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with 100%. you. 100%. Well, I, I have taken so much of your time and it's a weeknight and I know that you got a busy, uh, crazy schedule, but uh, I did want to, especially because you're going to be coming to Chicago soon, which I want to check out that show in May. Uh, but did you have any other well, I'll upcoming dates? I'll let you know for sure the date. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I will be in... Duh, 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 duh. Um, sorry. So I will be in Raleigh, North Carolina, Indianapolis, uh, St. Louis, Portland, Oregon, Baltimore, Tampa, Long Island, Phoenix, San Diego, and then a few other places that are going to be getting added. Chicago will be down the line. So you could check it out at gasparrandazzo.com or go to my Instagram of standuprandazzo. Uh, uh, no, dot com. Standuprandazzo <laughs> is my Instagram. So. But yeah, so, but yeah, check it out. Come see the show. I'd love to hang out, you know. Yeah, that'd I'll be, be great. i bored in Chicago, so. <laughs> oh, there you, see, there you go. I love too that you got on the roll of just saying stuff. I think I've said that too, where I just, you know, you get into that habit where you're like, hey, it's at Classroom Brew on social media.com. And you're like, wait, that's not how, you, how it goes. So that I understand. <laughs> but 
Uh, but seriously, thank you so much for for being on. I'm hoping we get this little offline. I can't wait to hear what this project is. But uh, <laughs> uh, but for everyone listening, thanks so much for for listening. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond, go to Patreon.com/slash/ClassroomBrew for some podcast merch like T-shirts, koozies, shot glasses, coasters, all that other stuff. Uh, you can email me classroombrew at gmail.com or social media is just at classroombrew. Uh, but until next week, stay safe and class dismissed. Bye, guys. This is Classroom Brew. Thanks again for being on. It was great talking to you. Great meeting you officially. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And, you know, hopefully we'll connect when I'm in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Just let me know. All right. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.